podcast listeners, welcome to Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast, the regular weekly 15-minute podcast where two youth group leaders try to figure out how to do youth group better. My name is Chris Morphew, I'm an author, youth group leader and school chaplain here in Sydney, Australia and as always joining me from Melbourne is author, speaker and youth leader and best friend of the podcast, Tom French. How you doing Tom? Oh, I'm pretty good. How are you, Chris? I've almost forgotten how to do a podcast, Tom. It's, <laughs> we um, may not be as... Will we just start with apologies? Is that yeah. what we should do? I feel yeah, like from memory, <laughs> that is what we usually do. Um, well, we apologize that we haven't been here for um, the last couple of weeks. We. Mm. It's not that we don't love you. It's just that Tom's moving house and the end of term's hectic and your wife is with child and I'm getting yes. married and life yep. just comes at you fast. So, yes. But we're here and we're yep. ready to do a youth group podcast and we have a hard out in about 20 minutes. So it's going <laughs> to maybe even live up to the promise of our previous episodes of being 15 to 20 minutes. So let's see how we go. Um, is there anything that we need to catch listeners up on before <laughs> we just jump into talking about youth group? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. We only got one angry email and that was from, uh, our, uh, oh, I know I said his name. I'll have to bleep it out in yeah, the editing. Yeah, bleep it. Um, from our 27 year old youth leader. Uh, he was very upset that you didn't deliver him his things. And so he, yes, he said, um, apology not accepted. And then he's written something in Hebrew, which Google translates to, and he was angry with me, a great evil. Um, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. When does your 27-year-old youth leader turn 28? Do you know that? I think it's January next year. Okay. Well, so. I 27-year-old. Uh, wait, I'm going to say his name too, and you can bleep it because I just think, while well, you've got the bleep button out, you might as well. <laughs> but I just want to address him directly. I will get your prize to you before you become the 28-year-old youth leader. That is my <laughs> solemn vow and promise. Um, Great. I, I have two other things to say that um, mm. are not specifically youth group. Uh, related, but maybe of interest. It is a um, rough time for purchasing cheap pop figures on Amazon. Oh, no. um, the three for two special has ended, and so your the your cheapest option is about five bucks. But that's not before I got you those nine for six dollar <laughs> pops. And so, aren't we glad we got in there? Um, but I'd say Black Friday might be your next moment um, for those of you keeping an eye on the heavily discounted pop market. Um, the other one is that I went and saw the Marvels over the weekend, the new MCU oh, yeah. movie, um, and I don't have a Marvel podcast where I can share my hot takes, <laughs> so I'm just going to use this forum because it's the most public one I've got. Um, it was really good. It was a solid three-and-a-half to four-star movie. The MCU is back. I'm so in. Um, and if you are believing the bad press about it, it's only because everyone has pre-written their anti-MCU uh, reviews that they trot out with every movie. But don't believe the narrative. Keep the faith. The MCU is coming back. Great. I'm and so excited. Actually, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it in a few months when it turns up on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, great. No, it's that's fair. Yeah. It's not, it's right. not about how committed I am to the movies. It's just... About how committed you are to your wife and child and yeah, other child. Yeah. yeah, no, that's fair. 
And even though I would normally go with my wife and we can't generally leave our child at home by herself. Mm. So, I mean, we can get Give a it a year. Give it a year. Yeah. Three-year-olds can look after themselves, can't they? Well, I think a three-year-old can look after a one-year-old. And so I think that's what you're looking at moving <laughs> that is, forward. That is what we want. Yeah. Okay. Should we talk about youth group for the next? Yeah. What, did, what have you been up to at youth group so um, for the last couple of weeks? Look, I, I figure there's a lot to cover, so I'll try. I won't actually bother covering everything. Sure. Just um, give me the highlights. I'll give you some highlights. Um, we last week was actually a highlight, and what what we did was uh, we had small group and dinner, which is pretty dull normally, um, but. What we we called it eatify and edify, and where our church is, I saw the look on your face when you heard that. It's a terrible name, but we it's, didn't come up with a better one. <laughs> this is where I'm sad that podcasts are a, a visual, a non-visual medium because, um, <laughs> look, my face for the listeners, my face communicated. I hate that, but I also kind of like it, and I hate that I like it even more than I hate it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was like, I think I, I called it like I had a I had a, a different name for it, but which was even worse. And so, one of the youth leaders came up with Edify and Edify, and we we're like, "All right, let's go with that." Anyway, the we, we have one of the churches in our group, which is the building is on the main strip of uh, like a, a a a hip and happening suburb, and there's like so many restaurants. And I thought, wouldn't cool. it be great? If we all went out to a restaurant, well, each small group went out to a restaurant together, had like yeah. the eating experience, and then went back to the church and did a Bible study. Mm-hmm. The older ones were like, we could just stay out and do our Bible study in the restaurant. We're like, fantastic. So we gave them all these options. We said, pick whichever one you want. And two out of three of them picked grilled, which was a bit disappointing when you have some fantastic local oh. injuries available. But, you know, that's what they picked. So. <laughs> Uh, I'd share my hot takes about grilled in extensive detail, but we don't have time for it. If you the want, the short to, version is you're going to stay on the podcast at the end if you want and rant while I go. Um, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> grilled is overrated. The burgers are small; they're too expensive. The one redeeming feature is that there are options that Tom can eat with his mm. dietary needs, and so mm. that's why we ate there. The Last one time, time together. The the only time that I will eat grilled is with you, Tom. <laughs> anyway, so they 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 went to grill. Some of them went to grilled. We sent the older ones to grilled for the whole time. The younger ones went to grilled, and then they got takeaway, so the older ones could have the restaurant themselves, and they had takeaway. And we set up a nice table and chairs in the church with you know fairy lights and plates and a white tablecloth, mm. which is as fancy as we can. My younger group. Uh, they could not agree on whether they were going to get pizza or burgers. They were like, we had three of them making the decision on the week that they were there. It was a pretty small week. And two of them were like, I would eat pizza. And one of them like, if I went to pizza, I would eat nothing. And then two of them said, well, then I'd eat burgers. And another one said, if we went to burgers, I would eat nothing. So I was like, all right, we're going to get pizza and one burger, which is what we had. And so then we went and ate in the church with our fancy setup. Uh, Great. But what I, th- I think what was really nice about it was that um, we got to do something different for dinner. We made it a special occasion. And even like my year six group did a really good job of talking to each other. Like 
normally at dinner it's it's a little bit awkward, but because mm. it was a special occasion and we went to the restaurant to get our food together, they all had to work together to pick what they were going to get. Um, we made a night of it, and it seemed like that really worked for them connecting with each other. And then it worked for the small group discussion and the way that the leader uh, that she designed it and wrote the Bible study is she wrote all the questions down on conversation cards. So each oh, youth cool. had to pick a card and then read the question out and then we all answered it. And that worked really well for making the conversation happen. And so it was just a really, really nice night. We couldn't do it regularly because it was very expensive. But um, mm. but as a one-off and a way to really bond your small group, uh, it worked really well. And we were talking yeah, cool. about... Um, Anger and what do you do with anger, which uh, had nothing to do with eating, um, but it was it was nice and useful. Our big point idea was uh, anger is not sinful, but anger helps us to respond well, or helps us to to see that something's wrong, and we can figure out how we respond well to our anger and use it. Yeah, cool, for good. There you go. That was our excellent. One. Um, one other thing to say about Grilled is a friend of mine went to Grilled for his bucks, and I just am so disappointed um, by that. So if any of the people who may in future be organizing my bucks, um, including the one who went to Grilled for his, that's not where we're going. If we go to get burgers, I'll get nothing. Put it that way. You can have pizza. Yeah, have everyone pizza. else eats Grilled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cool. I'm, I'm glad that I really spoke to you. What happened at youth group last week? Oh man, um, it sure did. Um, so we are continuing through Ephesians at our youth group, and that we are rounding the corner on Ephesians six. So that's all been going pretty well. Um, we talked about household codes and the oh, yeah. um, you know role of husbands and wives and children and parents and masters and slaves. And so that was, um, you know, obviously a little contentious because there's a lot that on a surface level reading seems pretty um, tough to swallow for mm. a youth of today and for an adult of today as well. But um, I think we had some good conversations and I think hopefully we were all at least edging towards seeing um, what the text is actually trying to teach us and how that's good news. But um, it just reminded me that the kind of what does the Bible say about this issue type questions um, take more than one conversation. They just take a, um, yeah, like we will revisit those topics again and again. Um, and it's interesting because different people, like different youth leaders in our group, probably have different views on how exactly all that stuff lands as well. Mm. But I think we had, um, in my small group anyway, we had some really good conversations uh, that were, I think, all the more balanced for having people in them that took slightly different views on on those things. And so hopefully that was helpful rather than confusing for the kids. Um, we also, did, over the last couple of weeks, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, did you come down? Like, did you have a a youth group position? Like, sometimes when you get to controversial issues, it's you know you can say, "All right, here's what our youth group position is," or did you, or was it a bit more fluid? Well, I think where I really wanted to land was a couple of things. Like, first of all, when we read, you know, wives submit to your husbands, husbands love your wives, and you know, lay your life down for them. Like love your life, love your wives like Christ loved the church. 
what stands out to us is the part where wives are supposed to submit to their husbands, apparently. Mm -hmm. What would have stood out to the original audience is that the wives' needs were being considered at all and that husbands were being called to love their wives sacrificially. And so actually what we're seeing is not, um, you know, restrictions being imposed but we're seeing actually like much more of an equalization and you know to my mind given that the whole passage is headed with everyone being called to submit to one another um i think that takes a lot of the heat out because Mm. whatever it looks like it looks like um everybody trying to put the other person first yeah um and some people have um, you know, particular views about what that is supposed to look like in a marriage in terms of gender roles and stuff like that. Um, but I think that before you can even get to any of that conversation, you've got to get to, wait, is the Bible just being sexist here? And like, no, it's not. So let's talk about that. And then, you know, let's talk about how this was actually like really liberating for women, children, and slaves and really affirming and empowering of women, children, and slaves. And then go, okay, but what's it actually saying? Um, and so, yeah, like I said, it feels like it's going to be a thing that we kind of cycle back to, but I think also it was helpful, um, you know, to have a, in our small group, we had a leader, um, who is female and who has been married for, uh, like a very long time and has been working this out in her marriage. And then you had a leader who is male, who is me, who is just about to, um, be getting married and is like figuring out what in the world does this look like and so somewhere in the middle it felt like we didn't like answer everything um and i don't think the the text aims to answer everything mm. uh you know in terms of like offering specifics for what who does what in every situation but i think you know the principle like what paul is driving towards is unity unity in the body and and then beyond that, what does it look like to love sacrificially in pursuit of unity? And so that is a, like, yeah, I think it all became a lot more helpful when we started using actual examples of real people who are striving to live out their marriages as followers mm. of Jesus. And, you know, because then suddenly it's not ideas that are being critiqued from the outside. It's like a lived reality. And when you look at it, it's like, oh, that actually is really beautiful the way that they're living out their marriage. And so if that's what it can be, then, yeah. Like, it's interesting because, like, none of these guys are anywhere close to getting married, <laughs> and yet they are, you know, full of opinions about what marriage should look like, um, whereas the closer I get to getting married, the less clear I am on what it should look like. Um, but. <laughs> the more I'm just going to lean into God knowing what he's doing and being willing to show us. Um, also, over the last couple of weeks, yeah. we have done Nailed at Night, which is just um, a simple and perennially great night, um, which is the way we run it is here is a picture from the Women's Weekly Cookbook or whatever other um, you know novelty cake cookbook, and here are a bunch of ingredients see if you can make it um and this time it was this like pigs in mud cake which is like a 
a pre-made cake but then like with a wall of kit kat and then with like frosting or fondant or whatever it's called some kind of brown goo to be the mud and then like they had to make little pigs out of fondant and it it was not good but it was so good um (laughs) and then the real thing the reason i was so keen to make sure um we got to do the podcast today tom is that um Last week, we did messy games, and let me tell you, it triggered all of my (laughs) mid-90s, I guess late-90s, youth group trauma. Um, I did not um, design the games. (laughs) I feel like this whole night is proof that I'm learning to delegate, because one of the kids was overheard saying, Chris never would have made us do this. Um, (laughs) And so we did, you know, we did the one where you put shaving cream on people's face and then try and throw chips and stick it to the shaving cream. Um, And we also did a bowl of tin spaghetti with mini M&Ms in it. And then you've got to remove the M&Ms from the spaghetti with your mouth, which technically is just putting your face in food. Yeah. But I was so disturbed like just on a I don't, I don't know whether it's because i played too many of these um kinds of games in my own youth but i was just like this is not for me but and it was <laughs> like not for some of the youth as well but some of them got way into it and it just reminded me that like there are like different kinds of people in this world and i know which kind i am and look like it was a really good night. I'm not intending this as a uh, as a critique. Um, I'm just. It was this moment of like, um, I am losing control of this youth group in a way that is actually really positive, um, because it is moving away from Chris runs everything to people take turns running things, and some things are exactly the way that I would do them, and some things are like so far off the way mm. that I would do them. But in the mix of all of that, like we are actually a much more balanced and healthy youth group. And so, um, yeah, I do. Um, I did want to ask you about your feelings on food games, yeah, um, as a thing, because I have complicated feelings about like food wastage, but. Do you have a youth group policy on food-related games? Um, no. My personal policy has been that don't don't do it often, uh, but it's it's not wasted if it's repurposing the food. So we see food as it should be eaten, which it should, but also you can use it to play a game with. Like, so... Like we don't, we sometimes we don't stress about toilet paper waste. Where we do stress about toilet paper waste when we play toilet paper games, but you're repurposing the toilet paper to make a wedding dress out of, or whatever it is that mm. you're doing. Um, and that's how I feel about the food games. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just if it was, I, I feel worse about making a lot of food at youth group and not eating it and just throwing it out than yeah. having a lot of food and playing a game with it and then it gets thrown yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I like. I think it fits into a bigger thing for me of I want to be figuring out how to work towards sustainability in everything that we do in 
youth group because I think that creation care is like a really important part of mm. what humans are meant to do. Um, and so I'm still kind of thinking through like what does that look like um, in terms of because like it's very easy and I think most of the easiest youth group activities or a lot of the easiest youth group activities do end up with a big pile of stuff that you shove in the bin at the end of the night if you're not careful. Yeah. And so what does it look like to either, you know, use stuff that was going to head for the bin anyway or to figure out ways of doing things that are, um, you know, you can like wash the stuff and put it back in the cupboard for next time or whatever it is. Like I know that in a pinch it's so easy to jump online and buy some stuff with next day delivery or to pop into Kmart and, you know, buy a bunch of things for, 20 bucks that were made by who knows who in who knows what conditions but yeah i don't know it just has got me thinking again about um yeah how can we make little decisions towards doing that kind of stuff better yeah um That's but yeah i don't i don't think about that very much so i should not mm. in youth group <laughs> think about it much more elsewhere well, I think it's very easy to be like, oh, but it's for the gospel. And so, <laughs> you know, like God's planet can take one more for the team because we're doing his stuff. But I think actually, like, I'm more and more convinced that the best way to, like, that the dream youth group scenario is an activity that is super fun for the kids without, you know, doing damage to the planet that is you know more than it needs to be mm. anyway um that is not to um to criticize the person who organized this particular activity or any of the other activities that we do it's more just a this is a thing that i'm very aware of um i'm increasingly aware of the way that i can be quite like well i'd love to look after the planet but this is much quicker than the other version. And so I think it fits into a whole bigger picture of like uh, being organized with time, which intersects with letting other people do stuff and learning how to delegate, which, you know, also intersects with like planning ahead. And, you know, it's all, there's a lot of factors and I don't want to beat myself up too much over it. But I do think, you know, in the, the long list of things that I feel like I would like to see us you know, nudge towards improvement. That's up there somewhere. What? What a good way to end. Because I got Are we go. ending. That was <laughs> a quick one. <laughs> Look at that. We did a podcast though. Twenty something minutes. Yeah. We'll hopefully see uh, you next week. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, surely. I remember how I said it's a weekly podcast. Yeah, you did. Oh, come on. Where's this music? We're we're a little rusty, Tom. I feel. Yeah. Look, I'm st- I'm playing and flaming the uh, platform again. Just pretend the music is there, because I got right. out of the beeps anyway. Yeah, that's fair. All right, thanks for listening to Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast. If you have questions, complaints, submissions, suggestions, whatever, you can email us at Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast at gmail.com. You can also go to tomfrench.com.au to find out more about Tom, his books. Get him to come and speak at your thing. He's real good at it. Um, and that's all. See you next yeah. time. Go to chrismoffy.com. I updated it today, actually. Oh, good. 
Um, I hadn't updated it since February, <laughs> and I added an update to say, hey, I had a book come out three months ago. <laughs> so I'm very good. If my publisher's listening, look what I did. Anyway, nailed it again. 